0: Doctor, look!
1: Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew.
2: Welcome, everybody. This is Dr. Homebrew. Welcome. I'm Jason. This is Brian. And a carryover from, uh, you know, from, I don't know, from from ancient times of hunter-gatherers is Warren.
0: Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, am I growing on you guys? No. They no? tried to kick no. him out, but he just wanted to stay as soon as he saw all these... Bells bottles. That's true. Once you let me in, and then you it's start true. pouring bells, I'm not going anywhere. You're not
2: going anywhere. That's true. Yeah, this is the Bells show, right, Brian? What the hell's this going on here? It's the Bells show. Talk to me. What's, hap- what's happening today? They're
3: just sending these kits flying out into the world. It's the Bells. The Bells' official kilt. The kits? No. You can get the official kit. Yeah. Or you can get the official kilt. <laughs> or you can get the two-hearted clone I really and it, wa- they send you their centennial for that clone that bell's two-hearted that's right
2: you- i really want everyone to start writing in and asking bells for kilts yes or skirts as i call them but i'm an asshole so it's yeah, fine right
0: you're greek you don't know better
2: that's true i don't know better that's true i would rather go naked and wrestle <laughs> than wear a skirt and cut peat out of a bog
0: yeah You guys like wearing olive branches on your head. I love it, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Are you wearing one underneath your hat right now? Yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, We have a full studio, actually. We have, as a guest judge, uh, it was actually supposed to be uh, Matt's show, but Warren decided to co-opt it a little bit. We have Matt Sager (laughs) from Danville Brewing Company. Matthew, how are you? How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Great, thanks. Thanks Thanks for for joining us. Yeah, thanks for coming all the way out here for... uh, to drink some homebrew. He's a pro brewer what and a peer judge. Hell yeah, so. dude. And an average height guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Average <laughs> so he's like slightly it. more
0: qualified yeah. than me, then.
2: That's true. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we have the homebrewers du jour, John and Tim. What's going on, guys? Let me turn your microphones on. <laughs> there you go. How's that? I think you can hear us now. Yeah, is that any better? That's perfect. Tim, do me a favor. Pull that right to your face. There you go. Eat the mic,
4: yeah. This is the sound of John's voice. That's much better. There
2: we go. Nice work. All right, so you guys brewed the uh, official Bell's Two-Hearted clones. And so what we're going to do is we're going to judge them as Bell's Two-Hearted clones, right? I mean, that's pretty much what we're going to do. We have and we have some Two-Hearted as well, right, Brian?
3: Compliments of my friend Jeff, who was what on a previous that? show, two shows ago, I guess, Okay,
2: uh, with his Bell's clone. So how do you want to do this, Brian? What's the best way to judge these beers? Should we do them first and then try the Bell's afterwards as like a an aperitif?
3: I just want to take one of these Two-Hearted's and just go out into the bar and <laughs> pound Ooh. it and Ooh. <laughs> then spit come it, back and grab the other and one and, and out. slowly sip it. <laughs> uh, okay. But no, we've got clones of these beers and it's a fun one to try to, to try to nail. It's you know best beer in America, couple years running now. So in the uh, um, in the Zymergy, uh survey, so yeah, beat down Pliny again.
2: We were just yeah, we were just looking at that before the first show. It's the number one beer in America, which is weird because it's not even sold all over America. So how can it be the number one? It well, makes neither, no sense. Neither does Pliny. Yeah, but I would I would wager that you can get plenty more places than you can get bells. Too hearted Oh no way! I don't really? Think so. no. You don't think so? Absolutely not. Really? Yeah. Bell's I don't know who to like. Look at <laughs> you guys are at opposite ends of the studio. Yeah. I'm here. You're wrong from all angles. <coughs> right now. We're agreeing with each other, and we're just, just rounded hammering
0: you with the truth here. That's the dumbest thing I've ever sides. heard you say. It, I bullshit.
5: <laughs> and I've heard you say some
2: dumb things. God damn! i feel like I'm on a rocky boat right now, I'm swaying back and forth, swiveling at you guys. You think that you can get bells more. More than Pliny,
3: yes. It bell's is all no. the market. You can't get you bells, live in California. Here. Yeah, you don't see the rest of the country. Well, you don't get yeah. out much. The
4: only thing no, that matters is Northern but, California.
2: But yeah. isn't Bell's more more uh, hyper regional than you're living Rush in River?
0: one of like the last three spots in the U.S. that doesn't get bells.
2: See, I don't know because I don't drink Plenty I don't drink Bell, so I don't give right. a shit either you way. you see Russian River around
0: because you're living in the Bay Area. I don't because
2: I, I – honestly, you know what? I, I, you would think that you would. I don't. I don't <laughs> see Russian River at all. And I, I was at a beer bar well, the other day and you need there to was shop, no Russian River.
0: You need to shop for beer at other places besides Safeway.
2: I can't because they, don't get the, they get the freshest beer. <laughs> and that's saying a whole lot living out in the valley because nobody has fresh beer. I tried to go to BevMo. Uh-huh. No, uh, no. 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 It's not. It's not. First of all, people were trying to charge me $12 for a four-pack of Kolsch. I'm like, no, I'm mm. not doing that. Whoa. There's no way. Yeah. Multiple what? breweries. Oh, multiple breweries. More than one. The huh. price point is 12 bucks for a four-pack. I'm like, uh, no. First of all, well, four-pack? No. Come on. Four what are pints? we doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, craft is getting expensive. I don't like it. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back down to Sierra Nevada or uh, to Safeway and buy myself a 12 pack. Yeah, of Sierra Nevada paleo.
0: I've seen it at Costco, three weeks old. Sierra Nevada?
2: Yeah, I've bought it. I, I could, the freshest I can find it is six weeks. Oh yeah, go to Costco then. God, God bless. Three weeks. God bless. All right. Well, anyway, I don't even know what we were arguing about. Chico on Friday, uh, bells. It's a bell, bell show. Okay, it's a bell yeah. show. So, Brian, you still haven't answered me. What are we doing? Are we drinking the bells first or what? Let's go. I'm not
3: going to answer you. Oh, um, damn it. <laughs> uh, let's open one of the bells. Why not? Are we? That sounds like an let's answer to this. Okay, this let's do that. This is the bell show. Let's... All right, so let's open the bells first.
2: Let's figure out what we're doing. We can get bit. a good uh so we have two
3: bottles, right? Get our baseline so going. We got two bottles let's so do we can this do this side by side later. We do
2: the beers and then afterwards
3: But no so now w- only one of our, our, our beers is the uh is the two hearted clone and the other one is the Bell's Official, which we also drink a lot of at Homebrew HomebrewCon and, and the Bells guys were passing out like candy what is, there. What is
2: that? So one is the two hearted, the one other is, the is called Bell's Official. Official. What is that?
3: It's the hazy IPA, JP.
2: No one told me that. No. <clears throat> no one told me that going into this. I told Bev. Bev; she knows.
4: And we were there, and it was very hazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Bells well. even gave in at this point. That's too bad.
2: But I imagine it's a good representation of the style. I mean, Bells makes uh, amazing beers. A few times, <laughs> the rare times that I've ever had their beers, they've been really good. They don't. They don't mess around. Yeah. No. All right. Well, uh, this is. This is the a classic
3: example, right, of an IPA. Is this Is this a classic IPA or what is, is it? This is a classic, uh, yeah, a, a classic commercial style, a, a commercial example of American IPA. I mean, it's got some hop a ha- little bit are, of hop haze to it. This is actually a
5: little clearer. These, these are three America. months
4: old. Wow. yeah, It's lost some of its hop character is all I can say. Yeah. So, for sure.
2: But being three months old, you know, we were talking before the show um that I don't understand how a beer that not everybody can get can be the top the number one beer. But this is this is a good beer. I can I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Even though it has three months on it, I mean for and for an IPA you definitely
3: don't want that. So and they but, these guys started out as home brewers too. Bills, I'm reading from their site, uh Bell's founder and president Larry Bell Began brewing his own beer in the late 1970s after working in a bakery in Kalamazoo. Damn. So he's was bread
2: yeast. Yeast and <laughs> <in> fermentation.
3: <laughs> yeah, right, right? yeah. Opened his, a homebrew supply store, Kalamazoo Brewing Company. And that's how you do In 1983. Yeah. And that's what later became Bell's Brewing. Wow. And now they're huge. I mean, that's a cool it's story. Amazing. Yeah. It was so weird to find out they had kits and they
4: were selling yeah. all this stuff. And and I thought they were literally just a brewery.
2: Yeah. I so mean, did they I. I they had no idea they were affiliated with a homebrew shop or or whatever. But this is their store, yeah. Bell's General Store. The Bell's General Store. I like Cabo it. That's a, <laughs> a nice little shirt. Yeah, this beer is. Uh, this is a good beer. I I sort of. It's it's interesting because when we did, for example, like the hazy, when that guy shipped us out the. Um, I sort of feel like an asshole, like naming names, but the heady Topper. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And it was like six days old and it was supposed to be the thing. And we're like, let's figure out what the style is. And I didn't get it. Every hazy beer I've ever had, I go, "Eh, maybe I could sort of. There was one guy I think we had on the session that was like, okay, I can sort of get why people want. Right. Like what what people are going for. If this is
0: how they all were. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. This can exist.
2: Like I sort of get it. Yeah. But um, I didn't really get it with with you know it's, a, it, it's just an IPA. But drinking the bells, it's like it is different. It's yeah. not it's not as heavy. It's not as aggressive. It's not it, it it's a sweeter, almost orangey
3: yes, c- citrus yeah. flavor. Yeah. Not
2: a- not a hop lemon citrus, but like an orange citrus in the flavor. Yeah. And I can yeah. see
3: why you would like this this beer. It leans more towards, well, somewhat towards the the classic end of the style where it's not like just in your face like massive hops up front like. Yeah. These days to be an IPA and not think, "Oh, that well that tastes kind of like a pale ale even though it's 7% and it's got a pretty substantial hop <laughs> nose." Yeah, right. Oh, it's yeah. a pale ale, you know. Yeah. Some of that and a half or something, but this leans more towards the classic end of the the both the the kind of hops that are being used. It's all Centennial. It's got a nice you know, limey, citrusy, um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, stone fruit kind of thing, a little bit. Limey, stone fruit, um, not know. like a British,
2: like, and, and mostly,
3: yeah. yeah, mostly lime, citrus, peel, or little orange kind of, yeah,
0: and, and a, mm-hmm. a moderate malt backbone, like, it's not super dry, like a West Coast right. IPA, it and it's not a caramely East Coast IPA either, like, no. They, they represented the geography very well. They kind of split the difference between East and West Coast with with the malt bill.
2: You know, and, and for a beer to be groundbreaking, and I know it sounds like I'm shilling, and I'm not. I, I, I'm really just trying to describe it so then we can knock the homebrew harder, sure, right. right? I'm trying to yeah, set the set commercial the beer high. up to then decimate, mm. eviscerate the homebrew guys. As you should. Yeah, but don't yeah. tell them I said that. No. <laughs> um, but for a beer to be sort of groundbreaking like this and become popular and then stay that popular... Despite brewing trends, yeah. Okay, I mean, I get, I, 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 I get it. I get it. Right. I get.
3: Well, it. I mean, smell this beer. I'm sipping a Founder's, you know, Mosaic Promise. It's a, you know, it's a pale ale. Um, I only sniff craft beer. Yeah. So this <laughs> is uh, yeah, got him. It yeah. was out there, yeah. and John said it was good.
5: He twisted my arm. <laughs> uh, I'm sure, uh, but, but
3: the hop is, is much more intense than the you know the bells too hard. Yeah,
5: what I like about it is everything seems to be understated. Yeah, it's uh, just kinda, yeah, it's it's real nice.
3: The balance is a lower, more understated kind of hey. Yeah, well, maybe more sophisticated yeah. balance, I guess. But the quality of centennial they're
0: using
4: is mind blowing. Oh man,
0: you don't yeah. see that anywhere else. <laughs> when it's yeah, fresher though, it is
3: way
4: more yeah. centennial. Oh sure, yeah. This we is should, this is super muted from what I remember.
2: We should try to go there, Kalamazoo. <laughs> yeah, see if yeah. see if they'll let us go there. Transport. I've us.
0: heard that it's a little bit like a Willy Wonka type situation. No, oh, man. Might be Dibs up, on
2: being oh, Augustus Gloop, right there. <laughs> there right.
0: Uh, they might be opening up more to tours and everything, but at least when I was living in mm. Minnesota, they weren't super open.
2: Ah, uh, okay, that sort of thing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, all right. well, I like it. I think we have a baseline, Brian, right? Okay.
3: Yeah, let's let's do some homebrew. What do you want to do first?
2: Well, we're going to take we're a break first is what we're going to do. Yeah. And then we're going to come back. We'll talk about it at the
3: break. Did we mention our friends at Five Star?
2: No. You know what? And I didn't even do that on the last show, so I apologize. Go um, to FiveStarChemicals.com. Learn all about the best and pretty much the only way to clean and sanitize your equipment. Do yep.
3: it, do it now. They're the best.
2: The PBW the Star Sand 1-2 rooney dude, that'll get you right there.
3: Hell yeah. I kegged up two beers last night, and uh, yeah, there was plenty of Star Sand and PBW flying around my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I drink that stuff. It's so good.
2: The Star Sand <laughs> or his beer? Yeah. It'll clean you out. I yeah. only trust Star Sand. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Quick break, everybody. We'll be right back. To the examination. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Bell's Clone Show. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about this. It's not too often that we get the clone and the actual commercial beer, so props to your friend. Um,
3: you know Jeff or whatever. Good Jeff. There you go. good old Jeff. I wanted to Damn, give a I shout no out to to a listener that wrote to us, and 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 actually, sometimes when we're busy talking out of our ass on the show, hmm. we get things a little bit wrong, and it's not, not whoa, it's never whoa, perfect. Whoa. What did Warren do now? <laughs> no, <laughs> this already it was Brian, fully Brian, and I. <laughs> That's your last uh, don't, night. Now. Don't um, <laughs> don't. Yeah, don't I can shoot the hope. messenger here, but uh, <laughs> all right. yeah, our, our friend David Breyer writes in. And, um, was that one word, or was it David Buyer? Dave, right. So I've heard you guys, I think both the Bryans, talk a couple of times about entering beers in the clone beer category. Since we're talking about cloning Bell's Too-Hearted, I thought this was appropriate to bring up again. Section yeah. 34A of the BGCP guidelines, uh, the focus has been generally entering a beer to see if it's cloned. Yes. Um, yes. And we talked about Bell Sue Hart, I think we even judged it as a clone. Um, I believe you're right. On yeah, the, On the HomebrewCon show, one of the HomebrewCon shows. Yeah. Uh, however, the guidelines themselves, actually note, if you read the preambles, and you have to be careful because there's different versions of the, the guidelines out there on apps that don't have these little preambles, okay. but it says this style is intended for reproductions of specific commercial beers that aren't good representations of existing styles. So if a clone beer doesn't, if it does fit another style, do not enter it here. So since Bell's Two-Hearted is right. a classic commercial example of American IPA, you wouldn't want to enter it as a clone beer. That's more intended for beers that are kind of weird one-offs that just don't fit anywhere into the, you know, it's a square peg that doesn't fit into any of the round holes that the BJCP declares as a style. Uh, and, and and when you enter one of those two, you have to give kind of a, a general, either general description of, uh, you know, a sensory description of the beer, or you have to list ingredients that are used in the beer and and, and give the judges an idea, especially mm-hmm. in cases they're not familiar with that style. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Um, but it, it, it seems
2: really weird to have a clone-style category if you don't have the beer next to it to, to determine. And then you can write your own sensory description of the beer that you're entering? That, that seems... That you could just yeah. write your own medals, bro.
0: It tastes a lot like this.
2: Yeah, it tastes a lot. It tastes a lot like the beer that I have, which is very weird. So it should be a fifty point beer. I mean, <laughs> right, gold, please.
3: Right now, I don't know that. It, yeah, I don't know the category. You're gonna get fifty points scores very easily,
2: <laughs> either but, way. But, but you see the dilemma. Yeah. It's it that doesn't make any sense. But it makes it does make sense to not enter it as a clone, but enter it as the style you're doing. Yeah. because ultimately, who cares if you're if if it's if you're trying. A clone? Does that make sense? If, is it, a, is it an IPA to clone or is it a pale ale? If it's if it's a pale yeah. ale instead of an IPA that you made, it's not going to win in clone beer anyway because the beer you're trying to brew is, a, is an IPA. For example, Bell's, right? So right. If, I, if if for some reason my you know I screwed up and uh, dropped half of the grain, I still wouldn't enter it as a clone beer because it's not an IPA anymore. I also you forgot my of your IPAs or
3: IPAs anymore. No,
2: all my IPAs they're are all porters now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all porters. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, that's very interesting, and I appreciate the Thanks astute David, listener yeah. for uh, calling you guys out. I don't have anything to say about it because I don't, I don't know shit. No,
3: he was real nice about it too. It was yeah. like, oh wow, yeah. I mean, actually, I actually, have the version of the app that I usually work from that doesn't have any of those preambles and the ramblings and the extra stuff in there so
2: so what is it just basically a header before the uh before the category that it's called yeah it says it's what, it's you're, kinda, what you know, what it's to, it's to expect for a
3: clone beer and this is i'm just reading from the dev site that has yeah. the, the style guidelines like this style is intended i'm da, da, da. like okay mm. and it's before you even get to overall impression aroma appearance flavor mouthfeel in there so
2: so it's a g- just a general rundown of
3: and some styles yeah, okay. have, have a little preamble and others don't but
2: uh all right yeah it's well, I like That's it. interesting. Yeah, that is, I, I had no idea. So you
3: have to have two apps now. Yeah, I, well, I should just yeah, bring a copy of the paper guy <laughs> around with me, I guess.
2: What you should do, really, is just take a picture of every page and then yeah. put all those images into a folder. And then you, know, you can zoom in and out and everything like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Anyway, let's drink a beer. Whose who's beer are we drinking about? Right. We're drinking We're John's, drink beer. John's beer. John's beer. John is in my club, the Mad Zymergist, so I'm instantly going to give this beer 10 more points, I think. Than, hmm. no, but I'm okay, a multi clubber, <laughs> do I? How do we. How oh, he's do we a dual club guy. That? Oh, man. No, notice the hat.
2: That's true. Uh-oh. It's a Doe's hat. Well, let's pour some Uh-oh. beer while we talk about John's hat and clothing attire, please. Okay. Shall we do that? Pour the beer. Pour the beer. Where's the beer? Let's go. Baby
3: growler here. It
2: is in the baby growler. All right, perfect. So, John, have you done a clone beer before like this? I mean, I imagine you have. You've been a home brewer for a long time. I've done multiple clone
4: beers. This is the first clone beer that's a clone, clone beer, because we're Mm -hmm. we're not only just dealing with somebody saying, oh, this is a representation of Bells. Mm -hmm. It's actually a kit provided by Bells with Bells yeast, so it's a
2: clone, clone Clone. Sure, we can do that. Can I have my beer back? I gave you my yeah. glass, and you poured some beer in it, and then you it? kept it. Jerk. That's me. Pass it down okay. to. uh the And rest, how long? You, how folks. long have you been brewing? A while.
4: Uh, yeah, I started brewing in uh, my college dorm before the internet existed. So I nice. ordered stuff through magazines. Yeah.
2: Dang, ma- magazine. Warren, what are mm-hmm. what are what are? Ma- Is that like a Trump thing? Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maga. Zine, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm not familiar. I, I
0: I wouldn't know. I live in California, where we didn't vote for Trump.
2: <laughs> that's true. No, nobody here did. And no. don't ever. Uh, okay, well that's yeah. cool, man. I'm looking forward to uh, to drinking this. Do we all have some? No, Warren's yeah. still pouring. So, Brian, do me a favor. Start us off on this uh, this clone of a clone. Yeah,
3: or, talk about it. Yeah. And this all started at, at Homebrew Con, where we're interviewing John Mallet and uh, hanging out there, and uh, you know, you and Jeff were there, and it was. They're yeah. like, hey you guys want some kits to, and the to brew? And we had and, fun. Nice. And um they just yeah, sent them the kits and and then it turned into this. We've been, yeah, working on a lot of clones here. We've had more Bells clones lately than any other clone of anything. Yeah. Um so in, in John John's Pier here, uh we're touching it as um as a twenty one A American IPA. Help if I have the right sheet getting a pleasant citrusy uh, kind of lime and orangey hop note at a medium high level low uh, bready and light toast like malt notes um, some moderate fruity esters in there clean ale uh, no DMS or Dacetyl, it's low uh, a low smooth alcohol in there just uh, you know a little bit and uh, pretty inviting uh, nose there so uh, uh, appearance wise deep golden colored beer Uh, A low white head with mostly uh, finer, creamy-looking bubbles that uh, stick around fairly well. And I would say good clarity. There's a tiny bit of haze, not too much. Uh, Hardly noticeable. You can see through it quite well. Flavor-wise, I'm getting a medium citrusy lime and light resiny hop alongside a fairly fairly prominent maltiness in the flavor. This is where it kind of takes a little left turn as well bigger malt than I felt it was going to be when I when I smelled it in the nose uh, finishes semi-sweet and um, some medium-low bitterness uh, kind of just enough to balance, uh, but not as much as some like West Coast IPAs it's actually pretty <laughs> nice that that is kind of restrained as well in this beer and it is in the commercial example as well it's not a big bitter bomb uh, like some of the IPAs from the 90s, like, more IBUs, more better so um, the malt is toast, light, light caramel, um, still balanced in the hop, uh, clean ale fermentation. Uh, the hops and the malt linger into the aftertaste to, kind of together where the hops went out ag- again. Uh, had no DMS or acid nothing really bad going on here. It's good. So you could use a, a little more of the hop, or either that, or if you dried out the body, I think the hop might shine through a little more. I'll get more into the feedback there uh, later, but... I'm just trying to figure out why, why it's so malty and it's a mm. little, little sweeter. I think just the finish of this beer is a little uh, – it seems like it might not have attenuated as, as fully as it could have. So mouthfeel-wise, medium-bodied, smooth and creamy, which is really nice. Uh, the carbonation is medium. It's uh, right up to level. We actually have some other bottles that, that John – Gave me earlier that we are going to judge, and I tasted it at our our last Mad Zomers Homebrew Club meeting, which he he still belongs to. He hasn't fully switched over to doze, um, you know. But we tasted that, and was like, it was just a little undercarbonated. It wasn't pushing some of these nice hot flavors as much. And I like the more carbonated version better. So uh, there's some faint, smooth alcohol warmth in here. You can you can taste it. it's a probably a seven percenter ish kind of beer. Maybe high sixes I don't know goes down nice and easy though um, overall impression this is a pleasant drinking American IPA yeah um so one on the sweeter side I'm also leaning more towards the kind of classic side of the style as as appropriate because it's just it is a classic style classic example uh, that's being cloned here so uh, but it, it should finish uh, much drier I would say, and then the the hop character is gonna pop a little better mm. and it's gonna dry off your tongue and make you want that next sip. Um, this isn't anywhere near like a you know barley wine sweetness or anything either. It's just okay. It's you know it's a good IPA, but it's just a little a these little of, tweak there it right not quite get there. Um, so work on the yeast health and vitality. You know, use bigger, better uh, starters. Maybe um, possibly a little more sugar to dry out uh, the body a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, although if it's a clone beer, you, you might not be able to adjust that. Uh, but it's a fine beer. Otherwise, I, I gave it a 36. I think it's a, it's a very good beer. Excellent. Generally within the parameters, and a uh, nice job brewing it. All
5: right. Matt. Hi. Hi, buddy. I'm going to start off by saying this is the first time that I've ever had Two-Hearted. So, uh, wow. Really? Yeah. Even you, I've had it before. This was a clone recipe, so you
2: still haven't had it.
4: Matt,
5: your <laughs> face is Two-Hearted. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Damn. Uh, Got him, dude.
5: Burn. Um, so I, I wrote my notes before I tried the, um, the commercial version. Okay. Um, so take that as I go through this. Um, what I got on aroma, I have soft, almost honey-like malt presence, uh, light graham cracker, almost sort of a lychee nut, uh, honeydew melon fruitiness I'm getting out of this, um, lychee nut. Who is this guy? He's a tiki god, by the way.
3: Leechy nut tree in his backyard. Mm Leeches have nuts? (laughs) Uh, I wish.
5: (laughs) Uh, A little grassy um, for the hop character. Appearance, gold to light copper. um, Very slight haze, uh, but the commercial version had that as well. Uh, Long-lasting, tight bubbles. Um, In the flavor, I'm getting um, some grassy vegetal hop. That pretty much dominates up front for me with a very soft malt. Um, Very low sort of whole wheat bready malt. Maybe a little bread crust. um, Light bitterness that lingers throughout. Nice balance. Um, uh, For the mouthfeel, it's uh, medium body, creamy like uh, uh, Brian had said. No astringency. Light bitterness persists throughout. Um... I would like for this beer to be a more bright and crisp. I'm wondering what the uh, water uh, profile was here. Um, maybe some some more sulfates would bring the, that crispness out. Um, Christmas, crisp, crisp. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yes. I love Christmas. Yeah. I do. It's coming
3: around
2: the
4: corner. Jingle.
5: You can put some lights bells, on the pine jingle Bells glass. jingle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm curious as to um, how long you kept those dry hops on. Um, is it, I it will tell like you vegetally? later. Uh, let's see. Uh, pronounced hop flavor. Yeah, that's about all I get uh, other than um, I, I would like to have a more pronounced hop flavor in this other than the, sort of that grassy vegetable thing. Um, I gave this a 31. Um, it's a nice beer, balanced, but um, a little grassy.
4: You're a bastard. I hate you.
5: I didn't spit it out. It's true. What did you think about the Everybody finish? Was watching.
3: Did you, did you already say finish-wise?
5: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's it's creamy. It's medium body. The finish kind of is a little sweet, and it's, yeah. and it's and it's hanging on my tongue a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind uh, of agreed there.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Warren, are you up for the challenge, bro?
5: If he didn't like Matt's
0: review, then he's not going to like mine. <laughs> 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 ne- uh, negative four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told
3: you I had 10 points for any yeah. Mad Z beer. It's yeah.
0: A... I, I gave it a triple zero.
3: Damn. Yeah. No. Um, triple digits, dude. Yeah. Way to go. Um,
0: other than what Matt and uh, Brian have already said, um, I got a, a bit of even just like resin, hop resin mm-hmm. in the aroma, mm-hmm. and a little bit of green tea type character. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tea character. Yeah, I thought it was a little resiny. um and then the the resin character even carried over into the mouthfeel. Like I got like a little kind of like oily, like hop oil kind of feel to it, which isn't necessarily bad in American IPA style. Right. Um, but just made a note of that. Um, appearance was spot on. Um, I got a little spiciness too, which Centennial can have um, spice. The to me the the more herbal pine character of Centennial was coming out in in this mm-hmm. beer. A um, little bit of the vegetal character, so we'll see what you did with the dry hop. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it's it definitely reminded me of my favorite IPA in the U.S., which is Bell's Too Hard. Oh wow,
4: that's
0: convenient um, for
2: for what we're doing
4: here. Yeah, actually.
0: Um, so yeah, I um, unfortunately. Scored this a twenty nine.
4: Damn. Damn. That's not a sucky score. It's but not, it's, oh. but it's not a <laughs> score that I would. Oh yeah, it's good here. Like get yeah. rewards on. Okay, it's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but
0: fermentation and everything, everything was was good. I did get a, uh, some of the honey malt character that Matt mentioned. Um, it did seem a little bit sweeter than yeah. than. I mean, luckily we got to just try Bell's version. Yeah, or else I would have no idea. It but it wasn't as caramely sweetness to me as the commercial version. Mm-hmm. It was more honey-like, more simple, just kind of sweet, like almost under, under-attenuated under maybe yeah. type situation.
2: Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about your fermentation. I mean, uh, let's get into that. It seems to be where everybody's sticking around.
4: Yes, let's talk about my beer because I've got a lot to say. Okay. Great. Let's so do it. This, and and this was a wonderful, wonderful experiment. And, and thanks so much to the Bells folks for hooking up us with us in Rhode Island. We had a great time with those guys. Um, so Jeff Bragg, who another Mad Z member who is down in Santa Barbara, and I brewed this beer together. Uh, not together together, but far apart together. Uh, the interesting thing is both of us, when we received our kits, the yeast is packed with ice packs and so forth, right? And it's yeah. house yeast. It's this very interesting house yeast, which uh, I think I've got the name of it here. Uh, Imperial A62 Bell's House Yeast, right? Oh, so this is, nice. the, this is where proprietary it's, so, stuff. it's so interesting because this is yeah. not just a clone. It's a clone clone, right? right. It's the real thing. Um, so I got we both got the yeast. We both said, oh, my gosh, it was like 80 degrees when we got it from... FedEx or UPS or whoever delivered this stuff. I threw mine in the fridge. Jeff uh, threw his in the fridge. He brewed his a week later. I brewed mine three weeks later. I made a starter. He didn't make a starter. And this is where it gets interesting, right? So I know this is under-attenuated by far. Uh, their numbers for the finishing gravity on this beer should be 1010, 1011, 10, worst-case scenario. Even with a starter, I could not get this to go below 10.15, which, wow. was, which was unusual, right? So I had this lovely starter. I'm on this great, beautiful Hachechi water that we get in San Ramon. We have great water. We don't have to doctor it much at all. Uh, yet, I could not get this beer. I roused. I let it go for two, two weeks, four days, something like that. Not, yeah. not typical for a, a small beer like this. Um, so it is multi now personally, I love a multi i p a This is right in my wheelhouse. I think this is delicious. The centennial, in this is very pronounced um, and we tasted a three month old bottle of bells it 's a little softer on the centennial mm-hmm. This is how we tasted it in Rhode Island when it was fresh in those cans Brian. Yeah, okay. remember that they these were these were bright they were brighter, brighter and, super citrusy, and just yeah. lovely. So I think my hops hit it but it's definitely on the malty side and you guys yeah. all got that which I yeah. I think is great that no, you I, I like you're the resin
3: out. and the the citrus uh, you know to me sometimes Centennial is kind of a limey ca- character and it just comes right through it's nice and nice you know nice and bright Yeah and I mm-hmm. checked my mash
4: temp everything I hit my I hit my exact mash temp uh, based on the recipe you know all the all the ingredients they provided milled those things fresh the night before so the grain was super ready to go. Hmm.
2: Uh, oh, it didn't come milled. That's no, the, okay. no, no, no. Cool. These were these were all whole grains,
4: and you Great. know they were, you know however old they are. Shipped directly to me for th- yeah. a three day four day shipping. Yeah. What did Jeff get his uh, gravity down to? That's that's the secret question. He would not tell me, mm.
3: <laughs> so I don't know
4: if you guys remember how his tasted. Was it as malty or was it? Did he get it no, drier? It was,
3: was drier, which yeah.
4: I, baffles me. Maybe he doctored his water and mm-hmm. it helped the yeast. Or I don't know.
2: Well, we also did taste a. It was from a, a growler that was already half full. It was already opened, so we had some carbonation. For me, it wasn't as carbonated as the commercial example. So would that have anything to do with it as Are well? You talking about this one. I just homebrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, uh, try
4: that one. So I brought the, the bottle originally right. bottled, which is super undercarbonated.
2: then well, well, why am I trying it? Because <laughs> it'll we're, give if you we're a, proving a point a that it's undercarbonated. Interesting... Why would
4: I? Why would I try? I'm not gonna try it. You, you really right, I'll should. Try right now. It'll <laughs> give you a great um, view. And that's the exact same beer, just a week earlier and undercarbonated. Nothing different. Let me taste that one, and it's just—it's a multi-multi beverage. It should accentuate the sweetness. It's yeah, I mean, it's—it's
2: it's a little more. It's a little a touch more carbonated, but it's still under carbonated. So my point is still. Oh, the that
0: bottle
4: has more carbonation. B- a
2: no, touch, no, 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 no. I think than the than the growler. The growler, oh. I thought,
4: was like ten times more carbonated. Well, you guys decide. Yeah, You're the judges. judges.
2: That's what I mean. It's been, I mean, we we opened it before the show. And then we poured it on the show, so it was already sitting half open anyways. Yeah. And, uh,
4: but it's not doing it a favor.
2: Regardless, right. The question is, would more carbonation
3: help the Always. sweetness of this beer?
4: No, not the sweetness, the dryness.
3: Yeah, I think the bottled version is falling a little flat. So it's yeah. Little,
2: it's
3: All right, lighter. well, what conclusions did we come here um, John should never brew again. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Retired. I concur. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you think it was more of a, just a fermentation issue, John, because of the yeast? It's a, You know, it's a super unknown, because
4: no. I made a starter. I know Jeff did not. If mm-hmm. he beat my gravity, I have no answer to that. Okay. Mm. Tell me about your water. Tell me about your face. Oh, my God. I give up. No, we've got uh you know, Hachiji water is some of the best, cleanest. Uh right. it's middle of the it's road, sulfate, um, calcium chloride, everything is really nice in the middle. So I didn't I don't doctor much of anything. Uh, it, it, only when I'm going to the uh the bitterest stouts Yeah. Uh, or the softest maybe like a kolsch that I'm making, would I screw around with the water at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. What's your temp control situation? Uh, it's all thermoelectric uh, to a, a quarter of a degree. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it, I did everything by the numbers. It it, it just didn't finish, and yeah. I cannot explain. Hmm. That's why I was just wondering because it it
0: it dropped clear for for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was wondering if maybe you had a temperature
4: fluctuation and caused the yeast to just stop fermenting yeah i i actually roused it in the second week you know as i'm Mm -hmm. waiting for this stuff to finish out it just was the weirdest thing ever especially with a starter yeah Yeah.
3: your water doesn't have very many minerals in it at all do you add any any to bring it up i always put a a good
4: good amount of yeast nutrient and stuff in there but i'm not doctoring the water per calcium no where's your sulfates would help this i
3: think it
4: it would it probably would in this particular one yes
3: yeah, because the the two hearted the actual tour has a little bit of a kind of a toasty malt edge to it, and this it just it lacks the minerals so the and the sweetness too with the, the the finish a little bit sweeter too comes across a little more kind of caramely.
4: Agreed, agreed.
3: So. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a malt-forward version I'm of it. I'm dropping your score by a point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dropping it by 10, at Maybe. least. Yeah, I was really nice to it. Yeah, all right. Well, hey, good job, John. I don't like to judge when people are sitting right next to me, as I told <laughs> them. I'm, I don't blame you. All right, we're
2: going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to tackle the next beer. Hang on, it's Dr. Homebrew.
1: Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park.
2: The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers. And Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-ceiling faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com.
1: I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out.
2: Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Um, I have a hazy beer in my glass, and I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, but Tim is here, and he brewed this beer, right, Tim? What's up, man? That's right. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. How are you doing? Doing well. So this is a, uh, a a hazy beer kit that Bell's has as well. I assumed these were all Bell's two hearted, but this is, what is it called? Original? Bell's Official. Bell's official. It's yes, their a- hazy IPA. Hazy IPA. Tim, have you ever brewed one of these before? I have. I've brewed You have? Them. Well, of course you have. You're a home brewer who is a craft beer guy. Who hasn't, right? That's right. All right. Do you like this style? Is it a good style for you? I, I do like the style. Enjoy? I've had
6: several examples from the major breweries. That, Get that, that mic right.
2: Yeah. No, so. pull the mic to you. That'll be much more comfortable. There you go.
6: Much better. Hell yeah, boy. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I've had the primary examples from places like Other Half, Treehouse, Trillium. Okay. Um. So, like those a lot uh, and and I brewed a few of these, had one go to the second round of NHC last year. Nice, okay, uh, all so, right, yeah, it's in my wheelhouse, okay,
2: perfect, perfect. and um have you had the bells? I have not official, okay, no. lots
3: all of right.
6: two-hearted have not had the
3: fish <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs>
6: Interesting. Has
3: anybody here had it? Yeah, we had we had a bunch of it at conference. Okay, good. Did drink the
2: bejesus out of it at conference. (laughs) Good. Okay, perfect. Uh, Well, Brian, go ahead and and start us off again since you're the uh, you're my official. Uh Oh yeah.
3: All right. So cute. So uh, yeah, the nose, pleasant fruity quality up front. uh, With a it's a light tropical and stone fruit quality to it. Uh, medium high esters, uh, clean, very clean, no DMS, no diacetyl. Uh, kind of a low backgroundy, clean, neutral, bready base malts in the background. Um, shouldn't be really heavy in there anyway. Um, it's not exhibiting any big sweetness. Appearance wise, it's, a, it's a very pretty beer actually. Really a light orangey yellow color and a moderate haze. It's not murky like some of you. It looks like you know chunks of flour floating around in your beer or something. It's not. One of those hazies. It seems like it's done right. Excellent head retention. uh, Fine, very fine bubbles and some some lacing on the glass. Uh, Really pretty beer. I gave it three for appearance. Uh, Flavor-wise, I'm getting uh, some nice pleasant hop aromas with notes of pineapple and guava. It comes out a little better in the flavor. It's, it, the nose was maybe a little light. I would have liked a little more kind of juiciness in the nose, you know, please. But uh, for one of these, it's um, in the flavor, it comes out a little better. And there's, it's soft, though. It's nice. It's balanced to the hops. The malt is low. It's kind of supporting a little sweet and grainy, low and out of the way bitterness. Um, but clean ale ferment. I couldn't really find anything to fault it with here uh, other than maybe a little more hop would be nice, but... It's a good place where it is and some of them do you know understate a little bit. Um, it's got a nice little fruity quality to it. Uh, body wise or mouthfeel it's medium bodied uh, very very smooth and creamy. I really actually liked the, the presentation of the you know just how the beer presented itself It's just a nice creamy smooth mouthfeel. There's no astringency whatsoever. Uh, medium carbonation. No obvious warmth, but um, I'm sure there's some alcohol in there. It's just kind of middle of the road, uh, just smooth uh, alongside the other smoothness. So um, overall impression, so very pleasant drinking uh, New England IPA. We, we actually dug up the um, the guidelines on the, the dev site. The BJCP has actually published a 21B specialty IPA uh, guideline for, for New England IPA. If you search for it, you'll find it. And and you're reading through this. There's you know a lot of what's there is there. It's just um, you know maybe a little bit more uh, hop aroma and flavor in there would be nice. Uh, can I say juiciness? Uh, but yeah, it, you know, nice job overall. I thought it was excellent. I gave it a thirty-eight. Wow. I couldn't find a lot wrong with it. Just like a little more hop would bring it into 40s plus. All right.
2: Big numbers from Brian over here. So I don't want to rain on
0: Brian's parade. (laughs) I'm not having (laughs) a parade. But in order to prevent the emails that are about to be typed right now. Okay. The special dev description of New England IPA said both in flavor and mouthfeel that creaminess is a fault in this style. Oh. Creaminess is a fault. Yeah.
3: Inappropriate and a fault. Hmm. Mm. Well I'm thinking of creaminess as about like smoothness, like the the smooth not like a creamy and texture like like cream in your mouth, but just smoothness. And I think of like in I don't know, in my in my Jedi training, <laughs> creaminess <laughs> is the opposite of uh um, astringency almost. But okay. in, in a way I know it's not. So yeah. retrain me. I don't know. Oh, you're the BJCP master.
0: I'm just a <laughs> professional brewer. I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what just, you're doing? I could just read. I just I, read, what, read what's given to me.
2: Can you, though? I mean, I squint at it. Hmm. I, well, Brian's okay. going to look uh, that up. Let me see what it is. Let's yeah, let Matt right. go with his scores, I and then uh, maybe we can uh, reconvene. Uh, and during the break, I'm like, let's leave. Let's get this done. And then here let's comes Warren. It. Go ahead, Matt. Please.
5: Uh, okay, so like the last <laughs> one, um, I, I I had two hearted for the first time tonight. I've never had this one commercially, but I don't get out very often. Mm. So uh, for uh, this was a really nice beer, actually. The, the aroma I get, I got a really nice grapefruit pithy uh, peel uh, uh, note, little grassy, not very tropical though. Uh, very clean malt, very neutral fermentation uh, character. Um, hop aroma that dissipates fairly quickly. Actually, I kind of have to search for it uh, a little bit um, as it warms up. Appearance, beautiful beer, yellow hazy. It's not very milky, which I like. Um, long-lasting foam with nice tight bubbles. Um, Flavor, very nice citrusy grapefruit peel. Um, little uh, like underripe pineapple up front leads into a creamy sort of oaty quality oh creamy i know i <laughs> no, said ah. no. um, very low bitterness but that's the style uh, malt flavor is sort of white bread like um and a hot flavor that dissipates fairly quickly um finishes real nice dry and crisp in, in spite of the creamy mouthfeel there's no astringency overall it's a really nice beer with um, very neutral yeast character for style actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love more fruity tropical juicy character. Um it's uh, you know we read the the style guidelines that you know it said overall impression should be massively hot flavored. I don't I didn't find this at all to be massively hop flavored as the guidelines suggest, but it's very understated and really nice and crisp. Um I gave it a 37. So I really liked it.
2: Excellent. Yeah.
0: So. All right, Warren. (laughs) Well, so now I don't know because of this creamy debacle.
3: (laughs) So the sense of creamy that they're talking about is that it feels like cream in your mouth or that it feels starchy or thick. And that I'm not getting, but. Uh, I'm just saying, like, kind of creamy smooth. and I think maybe okay. that's the that sense of your time. All right. I know these people at the BJCP. I could talk to them about and find out maybe their intent. This is also not an officially published guideline. This is just a proposed kind of placeholder okay. for what they want. Um.
0: Well, so mine, my score reflects kind of docking for the the creamy kind of heavy or mouthfeel mm-hmm. that I was associating with actual creaminess. Um, so just keep that in mind.
2: Okay. Well, you can also adjust on the fly. Oh, okay. Sure, if you wanted to. Sure. Then yeah. Fine. I will. You're not turning these in to be graded. Oh, great.
0: But go ahead. Um, so I definitely noticed, uh, the schmattering of tropical and citrus fruit character, but to me, the aroma did stop short of the juicy moniker that the style has. Mm-hmm. Um, but still pleasant. Um, Got a little bit of, like, a honey malt character going on, Um, and then the appearance was totally fine. Um, To me, the the head seemed a little quick to dissipate from what I would expect in this style. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, I also thought the bitterness was a bit more assertive for what's average, which to me was preferable. (laughs) <laughs> I, I like when these tend to be more on the bit more bitter side, yeah. For what average is There's
3: nothing there to
0: p- balance, it. right? Yeah. 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 So so I enjoyed it, but to me, for the style, it seemed a bit aggressive. Um, so all things considered, I would give it a another thirty six, I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah. King of the I, 36 is with over with, here. A,
2: with a new creamy
0: definition. <laughs> I would bump it up to I think it's going to
1: be
3: 25 to 60. So, I think what they're two saying is uh part of it is just in the um the introduction to the style. It's like you do know, You want to still make sure it's a drinkable IPA, and you know it's it's dry enough that it just goes down smooth. And you want another sip. It's not big and sweet and murky and like drinking a milkshake or something. Mm, um, that sounds good. You it, know. It, it was smooth,
0: that's for sure. But for me, this isn't my style, and so right. to me, it just felt heavy. And so I associated that with creaminess, not sweet, heavy, but just sure thick.
2: Right. Yeah. You can talk. You have a, right. yeah, you have a microphone. Uh, Whispering doesn't I really do. work very well.
4: No, no. I just want to add one thing. So this is John talking. Uh, when don't. we were up in Rhode Island, one of the things we did was uh, at club night. With, this is where all the local homebrew clubs in the New England area are out there with all their beers. I tried every hazy IPA I could and I found I didn't like them as much as I thought I did
2: Mm -hmm. because
4: I think the way we make
2: kill that style the way we
4: make hazy New England IPAs in Northern California Mm -hmm. West Coast has nothing to do with how they really should be and I think they're very different they're much drier more bitter more hop forward than I expected in New England versus how ours are a little bit more juicy, much more fruit-forward, much more creamy. Creamy, here we go again, (laughs) the creamy thing. Well, just soft, It it, it just was so different, and I I said, maybe I don't know what a New England IPA is supposed to taste like, because I'm not from there, and I'm not drinking those.
3: I got a brief education there, but yeah, it was eye-opening, for sure. And so, I love
4: this from a West Coast version of it standpoint, but
3: very different. Can we talk okay. to Tim about how he... Yeah, how I was going to say, John's, <laughs> John's already had his segment. Like, we don't
6: need... Like, Tim, what's up, dude? Uh, how's it going? I, You know, this is super interesting. I, from the bitterness perspective, I think, first to address Warren's point, um, you know, something interesting with this beer is that in the recipe, it's no bittering hops at all. Mm-hmm. It's 15-minute flame-out uh, kind of whirlpool edition, and that's it. Um, however, that being said, through the brew day... Pump fell off the bench, broke, uh, so I wasn't able to actually push it through my, my wort chiller, and I had to go with the immersion chiller. So the 15-minute the hop stand turned out to be about 30 or 40 minutes. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to guess the broken pump. <laughs> I <potentially laughs> got a little more bitterness on there. I also had to, also had to lift a uh, kettle with about eight gallons of wort in it oh. onto a table. Uh, in order to gravity feed it into the uh, fermenter so nice. <laughs> physical wow. challenge in addition to the brewing challenge All right. but, uh, nice. it was also twelve o'clock at night which, you
2: know, yeah. well, we're, sure. we're almost getting there yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah
6: for sure um, and then on the creaminess I mean I I' like I said I brewed these before and and I I try, pretty hard to add a fair amount of calcium chloride into mm-hmm. the water so there's about 200 yeah. parts per million of calcium chloride mm-hmm. about 75 to 100 of, of sulfate so it should come across as fuller body and have yeah. a little bit more of that mouthfeel to it
3: okay accenting the sweetness rather than the bitterness sure so yeah. yeah uh well those of you
2: who've had this commercial style what do you think you think it's pretty close
3: I was it's pretty eight good. Years in at a conference and no. <laughs> uh, from what I remember, it was it wasn't like the biggest, juiciest. Um, you know, it's like kind of like the balance is a little more understated, like the two hundred ale is to you know to regular IPA. You know, to classic IPAs. Yeah, it's it's not like a hop bomb monster. It's just a, a good, clean, even balance, and and it works, and it's smooth drinking. Um, this is the same. The official was just a nice, smooth drinking hazy. I don't really seek the hazies out so much, but yeah. I, I kept a couple cans. They were
4: well, and the line <laughs> was
5: so long for the bills. Yeah, of it course, was ridiculous. Yeah. It was, yeah, I love how crisp this <coughs> finishes. I really do. It it, it begs another sip.
6: Yeah, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it finished at yeah surprisingly yeah. It finished at ten oh nine. It's. And it's the okay. same yeast that John used. It's it's the Bell's House yeast, which is actually really interesting because I think it points mm-hmm. to the fact that it's not the yeast in suspension creating the haze. It's nothing like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically 40% Pilsner malt, 40% white wheat, and the rest flaked oats. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's protein. So wheat, no, yeah, interesting protein, yeah. How does the, the bitterness compare to the, the
3: commercial example? Do they also? It, it probably is a little bit more bitter, yeah. Okay. It's a little bit more bitter. But I mean, the bitterness to me wasn't totally out of line. It can go up to sixty IBUs on this style, and you are getting, you know, when you whirlpool, and sometimes they whirlpool the hell out of these beers. You get sure. some bitterness there, yeah. Same oh, with yeah. dry
5: hops, you'll get perceived
3: bitterness out of yeah. dry hops, yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, and this is double dry hops.
3: So. I do two. additions. Oh, damn.
6: how many how many ounces do you remember? I've got it here. It's it's not as much as you would think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not these big kind of. Five five pounds edition, per barrel right. kind of thing. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty low.
3: Yeah, crazy. A couple few ounces for five gallons or something. Yeah, mm-hmm.
6: it's uh, what about ounce and two and a half ounces on the second dry hop, yeah. one and a half on the first. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, and cool. It's w- great.
3: What's the hop? Is it all Centennial
6: like? No, it's uh it... it's Mosaic Citra. Yeah. El Dorado and Osaka. That's what I thought. It's more of the tropical the right. more modern hops. Yeah. Yeah. And then it I makes did, sense. I, I drove the fermentation a little higher. So mm-hmm. I think they on the package it said sixty eight to seventy two. I kept it at seventy two until it was about eighty percent complete and then bumped it up to like seventy five and let it run from there. So that's Dried probably it a little nicely, bit more yeah. <laughs> of the ester profile you're getting as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Thanks, guys, for coming in, bringing these beers and making these kits. Fun. Fun. Thanks, Bells. Thanks
6: to Bells. Enjoyed sure. it. Thanks, oh, Bells.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Bells. Yeah, that was interesting, man, because neither style is anything that I drink normally. So I'm like, I'm just lost here. I'm <laughs> depending on you guys to tell me what's going on. So different but- than your normal life. It really is. What? Um, but it was cool to, again, the commercial sample and to try these other styles from, a you know, an iconic brewery. I think it was really cool. So yeah, some fresh Bells. Thanks to, for the, uh, to the Bells people for hooking us up with some of these kits. And thanks to you guys for listening. And if you want to be on this show and send in some homebrew, email brian at com. And, uh, you know, if you want some more homebrew radio, check out all the other stuff we have on thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, otherwise, you know.
3: We're looking for a few good beers. There we go.